Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, mostly gentlemen, to the A-plus player podcast. I am your host, Banks. Uh, tonight is the playoff edition of our podcast. Uh, we are going live. We have Soup uh, with us as he'll do all the magic in the back end. Um, and tonight we are joined by uh, Kane's fan. Kane's, welcome uh, to the podcast. I'm glad that your argument with the wifey has ended and you could join us late, but join us nonetheless. Uh, actually, that there was no real argument. I just had to talk about my day, which is never fun. But uh, now I'm late because I take a shit. Well, I think that um, if your girl wants to talk about your day, I think you should have her call in, and we can all discuss it together on the podcast. I think that's a very good idea. I, I can't take credit for the idea, but I, I can definitely co-sign it. What do you think about getting her on? Uh, I think she's already gone to sleep, but uh, if I can, I'll, I'll try to convince her to be on a podcast at some point. Um, that sounds good. I mean, if we can get two pours, uh wife on and your girlfriend on and my wife on, it looks like we have a stew cooking. Uh, we are also joined tonight uh, by Hebes. Uh, welcome to the podcast once again, my friend. Thanks, Banks. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, well, you are a favorite of the podcast, and we like to have you on here, man. Uh, obviously, guys, uh, the the playoffs had just started back up earlier this afternoon. Supa started the first round. Uh, general thoughts and, uh, you know, observations of the first round. Um, I guess I'm going to throw it to uh, Hebes. We'll talk Western Conference first. Uh, Thunder, Warriors, Jazz King, Lakers Suns, Supersonics, Trailblazers. Anything particularly stick out to you? I mean, the only thing that really stuck out to me, I guess, uh, two things. One, the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me is sort of how the Lakers threw to the Suns. Uh, you know, that's really the the end of a dynasty. No, I mean, not dynasty, a regular season dynasty. Um, you know, you won't probably see a backcourt. I've never seen a backcourt in my, my Sim League uh, career as good as the Bossert, Oscar backcourt. And to see the Lakers um, beat them pretty handily, even though, you know, it was a 2-7 seed. I think the Suns, you know, sort of uh, limped into that 7 seed with Oscar being hurt. And so I thought they'd give them a, a run for their money, possibly even – beat them. I, I wouldn't have been surprised to see the Suns win 4-2, so I'm pretty shocked, shocked to see the Lakers win 4-2. The other thing a little bit surprising was the Trailblazers beating the Supersonics. Sonics came on really strong um, after that trade for Dewan Blair, and I thought they were going to be sort of the team to beat besides the Thunder in the the West, um, given how, how strong they came on, sort of a la the Clippers a few years ago when they sort of took the Western Conference by surprise after making a few clutch trades at towards the end of the season, the trade deadline. Um, the Kings Jazz, not surprising. I mean, 4-1 is, is a little bit one, one-sided. one I could have seen that being more like a 4-2 matchup. And then Thunder Warrior wasn't surprising at all to me. Do we lose oh. Banks? I think we lost Banks. So, uh, Kane, do you have any? <laughs> I think Banks is tired of hearing me ramble. He just said, "Fuck it, I'm done." 
um, Canes, do you think was surprising about the Western Sorry about Conference? Sorry that, guys. Matchup? It looks like we got a bit of a, a disconnect on my on my end here. Um, I did hear your your final remarks there, Heaps, and I'm going to throw it over to Canes. Canes, your thoughts on the West? Um, I mean, it, it went the way I expected. I mean, I nailed the West predictions in terms of my uh, in terms of what I predicted for playoff predictions. Uh, I, I I have the same sentiments as uh, as Heaves, other than basically on the yawn. Lawson, he's he's just too Jekyll and Hyde in terms for for really counting on him in the playoffs. You know, he he can get you 60 points on 40 shots, but you know. When you're taking 30 shots and you're shooting a little under, you know, 50 percent, it, it's it's a lot to ask for, especially if he's not, if it's a game where he doesn't get to the line a bunch. And you know, I that's I kind of expected that matchup to go the way it did. I've I've always been a big fan of the of the Blazers in terms of how they're built right now. So, uh, but other than that, there wasn't really too many surprises. I was surprised that it was 4-1, with, you know, with the. Uh, the Jazz and, and Kings, but other than that, the, the West went about as expected, in my opinion. I I mean, I know Heaps touched touched on it. I was really surprised that the Suns. I mean, the Suns. It went seven, uh, six games, but I just thought the Suns were gonna go ahead and and hand, take that series. I thought they were under the radar. I figured Ank was probably toying around with his DC. I, I wasn't paying too much attention to it, but I figured that the Suns would be much much better uh, when it came to. Uh, the playoffs and the fact that the Lakers uh, won that series uh, was a bit surprising to me. I I also um, you know thought Yon Sonics, especially after his uh, trade, were going to be a lot better and make a deeper run. But um, Curry has definitely taken that step to being an elite. Well, if he wasn't there, he's definitely in the conversation for maybe top two or three player in the league, or you know, especially considering the position he's played. So that that was one thing that stuck out to me out west. Uh, we'll move out east. Um, since we have both of you gentlemen uh, on the podcast, you you matched up in the first round. It went seven games, seven uh, tough games. Um, I personally felt like uh, the Nets were the favorite going into that series, but Canes, you were on the short end, four to three. Your thoughts on the series overall? I mean, I, I thought I, I thought I had a, a slightly stronger team going in. It wasn't even matchup. I mean, if if you follow the season, my team was hanging around, you know, the top of the standings overall all season. And like the last twenty games kind of took a nosedive. And then if you look even deeper, my record against top teams is actually really good. I had a winning record against most of the top teams in the league, and then a bunch of derp losses to sub five hundred teams. So I thought I'd have an advantage in the series, and I thought if I lost, it would be because. Niang just killed Rice and his terrible defense, and that just happened to not be the case. So I haven't had time to really look into what happened in the series, but just kind of a cursory overlook. It, you know, it seems like Michael Red just played Selby way more evenly than I thought he would, and that was the difference. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Michael Red. I've tried on numerous times to trade for him, but heaps won't ever, you know. Uh, talk trade. Oh, I, I like him as well. I think he's a very good player. I, I mean, I was just I was counting on Selby to win that matchup handily, and, and Red made it a lot closer than I expected it. Uh, yeah, I mean, your... so Go yeah, I'll jump in there. I mean, I thought it was definitely an even matchup. Uh, I was actually much more afraid of the Heat than I was of either the Bullets or the Raptors. I seem to have the Bullets number, um, and the Raptors, you know, sorry, Pete, just weren't super um, scary. So I thought, you know, if I were going to lose in these first two rounds, and I still might lose to the Bullets, I would lose to the Heat. 
Um, and I thought being down 2-1 after 3, that was definitely going to happen. Um, you know, I think, you know, Keynes mentioned Nang going off, and, you know, I sort of looked over all the box scores, frankly, the last couple of years against the Heat uh, over the weekend um, when we were simless. And, you know, Rice has done a really good job historically of shutting down Yang. So I was really, ner really, really nervous going into that. And I, I think he's right that, that Red sort of, you know, played Selby really well. I think Norris um, is currently the best guard between Norris and, and Jennings. I think, you know, obviously Jennings has the higher ceiling going forward with Norris being an older um, declining point guard. But right now I think that that matchup goes in, uh, goes in, in, in Mookie's favor. I think it, I you know, like I said, it, it, it was a really even matchup, and it came down to, I mean, I think game four, overtime game, you know, I won by 12, but it was after, you know, having pushed it to overtime. Um, so, again, just couldn't have been more even. Yeah, I think that overtime had like 50 combined points in five minutes, which, you know, always <laughs> happens in real life. Yeah, exactly. Well, if we know anything about the Sim Life, it, uh, Sim League, it's absolutely identical to real life, so... You know, free agency and off season and anything else, it's it's identical. So yeah, fifty points in an OT, that's that's about right. I mean, weren't the the Mavs and Suns back in the day doing that with Nash and Nowitzki? I mean, come on, guys, get with it. Uh, rest of the East, guys, your thoughts on on how the the playoffs bullets going four zero on the Raptors, the Bucks stretching the Sixers to seven games. Uh, general thoughts on that? Go ahead, Canes. Yeah, I'm surprised on that Bucks series. I thought the Sixers were going to take care of that series pretty quickly, and it went to seven. Uh, I mean, I, I was hoping with um, with Trophy, you know, selling off all his assets, my those two first round picks could kind of be like the first you owe me and be uh, you know high lotto picks. But looks like you know Trophy is you know rebuilt extremely well on the fly, and already has a, a good solid team. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if it's going to continue next year. I mean, it's a seven-game sample size, but I'm sure Trope is real happy with the moves he made right now, just considering he took the best team in the East to six, to seven, I mean. Um, Bullets, I don't know. I, 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 I feel exactly like Eves did, where I was more scared of the Nets than I was the Bullets. I had, you know, I had myself beating the Nets and the Bullets and then making the East before bowing out to the Sixers. Uh, I'm surprised that the Hornets are up 2-1 right now. I I I thought the Sixers would kind of, you know, get pretty easily into the conference finals. But uh other than that, you know, Knicks, I mean, I think we all know the Knicks aren't that great. Uh Raptors, you got really lucky last, you know, last off season, but they've got a ways to go to be, you know, a, a really to join the top of the East. I mean, there's there's a clear six really good teams in the East right now, and the Raptors just are are cut below. Uh, Hebs, uh, your thoughts? Uh, any counter to to what Kane said? Um, I mean, n not really. Than than that, I I'm not a huge Hornets fan. Um, you know, I I, I thought the Knicks would play that se that series much more evenly. Um, I was surprised that the Bucks pushed the 76ers as far as they did. You look at that that roster, and they just don't have you know, a great point guard, especially not one that could hang with, with Mike Conley. So um, to see that game go to seven, or that series go to seven games was, was really surprising. Um, and as far as the Bullets Raptors, you know, not not shocking. The Bullets, top to bottom, are a really even team. I think that they're kind of similar 
um, to both Kane's and I's squad where there's no like legit superstar um, that's going to score you know 35 points a game, um, but there's no real weakness either. So it wasn't surprised to see the Bullets sweep the Raptors. Well, Soup uh, simmed the first part of our final eight. Uh, we got a couple of matchups uh, looking like one-sided affairs, uh, top half of each uh, bracket. Um, Western Conference, you got the Thunder up 3-0 on the Kings. And the East, you got the Nets 3-0 up on the number one seed Bullets. Uh, Hebes felt pretty confident that if he could get past the Heat, that he he would get on to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. The way it looks like uh, Sixers are struggling against the Hornets, it looks pretty bright. Maybe a run to the finals here, Hebes. Um, Western side on the bottom half, Lakers up 2-1 against the Trailblazers. So the Lakers are quietly uh, building a really, really, really good team. Um, you know, they did finish with the, the number two seed, uh, courtesy of winning their division. But, um, you know, in the playoffs, they're... they're uh, Proving that they're a, uh, a capable team here, maybe the next team on the rise. Um, Hebes, your thoughts on on the final eight matchups here? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm uh, looking at the Eastern Conference first. Um, I'm happy to be up 3-0, and I'm also ecstatic that the Hornets are up 2-1. I, I think I'm happier about that, frankly. I think the 76ers would run through my team. Uh, like a bandsaw, it would not even be be funny. And I think they're having a hard time with Scooney Murray. I think M- Mike Conley and Scooney Murray are, you know, a good matchup. And he's sort of like the 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 kryptonite for Mike Conley with how efficient and defensively solid he is. Um, on the the Western Conference side, you know, uh, is anybody going to beat the Thunder? Probably not. So, you know, while I want to say I would expect the Kings to win a game or two in that series, I'm also not shocked if they got swept just based on top to bottom. I mean, the Thunder are not only great at every position, but they have, you know, arguably two of the best players at their respective position. And, you know, the other three are not schlubs at all. So that team is a juggernaut and, you know, just sort of it sucks to, to – face them and hopefully somebody on the West can knock them off before the East gets to the finals so we can maybe have an Eastern Conference champion once again. Um, Lakers, Trailblazers, I think the Lakers are you know, really, really great team that uh, Buster's put together and not surprised that they're up 2-1. I think you know they'd probably win it 4-1, 4-2. Uh, are you, uh, Hebes, before we switch over to Canes, are you uh, any uh, surprised at all about um, the Hornets and, you know, so far their run and being up on the Sixers, given I think a lot of was made that they lost Tex without getting anything in return. I know they have some good players, but is it more of a case maybe uh, the East not being as good as as some thought, or is it just the case that the Hornets still have a lot in there, especially with Scooney? Yeah, I mean, you look at a player like Michael Smith, and he's super underrated and has amazing offensive grades. I mean, you know, he averaged over 30 points per game uh, for the season. I mean, that's that's a season average. That's really, really respectable. Um, and so to have a, you know, high-scoring wing like that to go with Clyde Drexler, who, you know, is still pretty efficient given, you know, who he is and what his, his attributes are. He's only, I'm looking at this page now, 32. He's actually really young. I um, feel like he's fallen off a little bit. But I think that really what makes it not surprising is the matchup of Scooney Murray and Mike Conley. Um, you know, Scoo- Scooney Murray is not going to fill the box score 
with, um, you know, points and free throws. But he's going to dish the ball. He's not going to turn it over, which is super important. He's going to play great, great, great defense. You know, probably one of the best, one of the better, if not the best defensive point guard in the league. And so, you know, just not a good matchup for anyone who relies on a superstar point guard to have to face the the Hornets right now because Murray um, just, you know, does his best to shut them down, if not shut them down. Uh, Canes, have at it, man. Your thoughts. Uh, I mean, it's. I, I know you want some kind of varying opinions, but he has kind of keeps saying what I'm thinking before I can say it. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know who Michael Smith was up until this season. That's partially just because I've been, you know, preoccupied with uh, other things rather than rather than the going ons of anything outside of my team. But yeah, I mean, the guy doubled his point total, point per game total this year. He's he's what I wanted want Rice to be in terms of a, a scorer, but um, I mean, there's, like I said, I, 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 there's, I don't want to be all, you know, wordy and just say exactly what Eves said, so I, I agree with Eves. Okay, well, let's let's turn this on. We got uh, another sim here. We're down to the final eight. Let's get uh, some predictions on the board for the rest of the playoffs here. Uh, Canes, I'll let you go first. Uh, who's going to make it out of these matchups? Do you think the, you know, it holds the way it's it is so far, or do you see somebody coming back? And and who do you see going into the finals and winning it all? Uh, start with the East. Well, I think the Nets are going to make it to the conference finals. Uh, I know Faison's saying that you know he hasn't he's not happy with how his team has been playing and he's planning on blowing it up, but I still think they're a good squad. I think they're going to make it. I think they're going to come back against the Hornets, make it to the finals. And then lose to the lose to the Thunder, you know we we all know it. This is uh, it's it's uh, it's, it's Simpo 2.0 right now, and there's really the only only we can do is hope for the software to to intervene and he gets hurt for in the middle of the sim and it, it creates a, a a gap that can't be overcome. Uh, Hebes, your your predictions. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, and I'll start in the West. And I, I, I think in the West, the Thunder are going to take that series. Really no question. The Kings might make it interesting and win one or two games, but I can't even see them winning three before the Thunder win one more. Um, I think the Lakers are going to win all, probably 4-2, uh, maybe 4-1, frankly. I think that squad is just really strong. Um, I see, you know, I, I, I think personally KN – is going to win at least three more. I'm kind of nervous about it. The more I the more I think about it, that squad's pretty good. So um, you know, I think that, that that's going to go down to the wire to a game seven. Probably I'll, I'll go ahead and say the Nets will win at four three, and then the 76ers Hornets. I think is the one that's um, a big question mark. Um, and for the sake of 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 the Nets making it to the to the finals, I'm going to. For the chances of the Nets making it to the finals, I'm going to say Hornets in seven. Hornets in seven. That is a pretty big prediction. But if, but if, and and I'll say this: if the 76ers win, I think um, 76 beat the Nets. They sweep them. Frankly, I think Mike Conley is way too much for for Mookie to to handle. And the only reason you're seeing the 76ers struggle is because of Scooney Murray. And so do you. And you said, who do you have winning it all? 
Are 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 we going like full on champion right now? Yeah, I mean Kane's yeah, sure. full on no, champions no, no. with the I'll, Thunder. I'll keep going. So I have the Thunder and the Lakers in the West. I think the Thunder are going to win that four two, and then I have I think the Nets and the Hornets. And frankly, I'm going to just go full homer and say the Nets win that one uh, in six. I think that you know, contrary to the 76ers, I think I have a lot of strengths outside, and the 76ers have a lot of strengths also. But I think my remaining four are a little bit stronger than theirs. Um, so you know. Murray shutting down Norris is not going to be as big of a problem for me. So I, I think I'll win that in six or seven. And then I think the Thunder, uh, a la a couple of years ago, will sweep the Nets in the finals. Yeah. I, were you surprised in the first round? I think I mentioned it in Shout. Um, but Warriors could have easily been up 3 0 in that series. And then and in, instead, after the first sim, they were down 2 to 1, uh, ended up dropping the next, you know, two out of three games. Uh, moving forward to lose that series 4-2. But uh, it seems like maybe the Warriors might be the only team to give them somewhat of a challenge. Uh, do you think the Lakers can have anything for them? Uh, as we were talking, Soup uh, simmed again, and I'll, I'll give the results to the listeners. Um, Thunder go on to sweep the Kings, so the sweep, the Kings didn't even get a game off the Thunder. That that uh, uh, Thunder just chewed them up and spit them out there. Um, Lakers... Also, didn't give another game up. They they win four one against the Blazers. So you know, looks like out west, you know, you got a, a a clear top two here in the finals with the Thunder and Lakers. Out east, uh, the Nets uh, didn't give up one, two, or three games. They they go on to game four and and knock out KN's squad. Um, might signal the end to the for Washington. KN has uh, floated it out there that he's probably going to rebuild next season, so the fire sale might be started up. Uh, and, and the Hornets go on to to take care of uh, Faison 76ers. Faison did say his team really was uh, choking on the bit towards the end of the season and, and didn't play very well. Uh, it's proven here by the Hornets, who actually started playing a lot better towards the end of the season. And Hornets take that series 4-2. So we got a Hornets and Nets matchup and a Thunder and Lakers matchup. Um, anybody surprised about these final four? Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought the Sixers were gonna. I thought the Sixers, like, Sixers were gonna come back, and like I said, I was higher on the Trailblazers than most. I mean, I agree that well, Buster is both a great team. I just, I really like the Blazers roster, but uh, I mean, there's nothing surprising about the Thunder winning 4-0. Nets winning 4-0. We, knew, we both kind of knew those series was pretty much done. I I, I know Heaves was kind of like hedging his best, saying he thought Kane was going to come back, but we it, he kind of had a feeling that one was done. Um, that's about it. I mean, the bottom of the both brackets, those are two surprising results to me. Yeah, I, I I agree. I didn't think the Lakers were going to come out of the bottom half of the West bracket, and I definitely didn't think the Hornets were going to come out of the back bottom half of the East, I just figured that their late run, uh, them improving, was more a factor of maybe playing some uh, tankers and having a softer schedule towards the end of the year, but it seems like they have uh, hit their stride. Maybe RV has done some changes. Uh, an interesting set of Final Four. Again, you got the Thunder there. Anyone think the Lakers can can spoil uh, the Thunder here, or it, it's there's no chance? Uh, Heaps? Yeah, I mean, the Lakers obviously are a very strong squad. Um, I'm just, I'm not sure that Damon Sotomayor is quite ready to take them 
you know, um, past the super twin just quite yet. I think maybe in two or three years, you know, it was a couple of good TCs. He could possibly be in a position uh, with the rest of that roster to take on the thunder, but no, not, not quite yet. Not quite yet. So let's, uh, while we wait for uh, soup to sim part one of the, you know, Eastern and Western conference finals, let's, let's change gears. I think a topic uh, around the Sim League uh, recently has been maybe the lack of activity as a whole from the Sim League. I know we've gotten a, you know, we've gotten a bunch of articles posted recently, some mock uh, mock drafts. Um, Eric is always posting his uh, insider software info, which you know probably would have been uh, Ian's wet dream uh, fantasy come to life if he had the chance to still be around to read it. Um, but in general, Shout has been a little light, especially in the evening versus the daytime Shout. You guys, uh, any thoughts on why that may be? Uh, I'll throw it to Canes first. Well, one, I mean, as much as some people don't like Ian, he, he drives a lot of conversation because he's constantly in Shout. I mean, it takes two people to have a conversation, and I'm sure there's plenty of times where there's one GM you know, kind of sitting it with shout, you know, end up in the background looking for someone to show up to talk with. And usually it's Ian who shows up and then, you know, someone else pops on real quick, sees a conversation going and it keeps going. So that that's part of it. Another thing is, you know, going, taking the weekend off. Inactivity in terms of league movement always kills shout because there's no reason, there's no reason to check the league if, there's no sim coming. There's no trade negotiations going on. So that it's kind of a combination of both. I mean, I know I've been really absent the past week, and that's just because I've been you know, busy in my personal life. But uh, you know, I, I I know I've been you know I'm usually one of the people who's in shout a lot, but I just haven't been able to recently. So you even before the the drop, we we had a little bit of slowdown. You think it's mostly Joe? because we've taken the weekend off here, Keynes? I think the recent, like the last couple of days, is definitely because we took the weekend off. I mean, the, the you know, there's literally nothing that can happen between, you know, when the regular season ends and the playoffs begin because no one really does, tr- you know, pre-playoff trades anymore. And, I mean, we, we kind of started it this time, but it's the first time in a while we kind of started the draft this time, but the first time in a while we started the draft before playoffs, so that didn't really catch on. And uh, I think I think just not having Sims for a few days was a big reason why there was a real dead shout lately. Yeah. Uh, Hebes, your general thoughts on the lack of activity, maybe especially in the evening time on the on the main board Sim League? I mean, I, I agree 100% with Keynes recently. You know, the lack of uh, Sims definitely drives down participation and shout. People just aren't logging on as much. Um, they aren't telling up box scores. There's tons of stuff that you would be doing if you know sims were posted. Uh, that's not to say that we shouldn't have breaks. I think that's really uh, a healthy thing, frankly, for soup to, to take time off, and especially on the weekends when there's a natural break in the cycle. Um, but I think that sort of is just and that that's the explanation. I also think a big part of it is it's summertime and people are going out and doing stuff, especially on the weekend and the evenings. Um, you know, we're still a relatively young crowd. I know that some of us are, you know, um, a little bit further along in our adult lives as far as having kids and stuff like that and don't don't, 
you know, go out as many Saturday nights as we used to maybe, but I think a lot of the, the league still does and still, um, you know, that sort of explains why Shout is not as active in the evenings. Um, so, yeah, I, I think partially summer. Uh, I think recently, it, you know, we've had a couple of breaks that coincided, I think, with like, uh, was it the 4th of July maybe? Yeah, yeah not, right. not, not that long ago. But, you know, like, again, long weekends, stuff like that. People aren't going to show up. They're doing stuff with their family and friends. Hey, and, interject real quick. Yeah. The only reason we didn't sim this weekend is because the guys in the playoffs were saying they'd rather not than wait. So it don't act like it was like a break that I planned or anything like that. And I, mean, I think blaming, blaming uh, activity and shout on no sims is the most retarded fucking thing I've ever heard. We have never needed shouts to, I mean, activity in the lead to just to come in and shout. We've never, I mean, we've gone through droughts without sims, but people are still in their shouts. So I don't get blaming that at all. Uh, Canes or Hebes want to wanna retort? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, well, Kane, Kane uh, shouldn't have a retort. He disappears more than anybody in the league, so he shouldn't. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with inactivity of the league. It has to do with stuff going on in his personal life, one hundred percent. I don't think. Just to be clear, Steve, I'm I'm not blaming at all the lull and shout. I don't mind it, frankly. You know, like if people were in, in shout to fucking make me procrastinate, I'd procrastinate even more than I already do. So I'm not at all um, saying that the problem whether it was planned or not. Um, I, I, I'm not I'm not questioning whether it was or not. I, I think I mean, maybe I was misremembering, and I think your your recollection is much clearer than mine was. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely go with that. And, you know, apology if, if I uh, yeah, implied that it, it, it was your choice to um, not sim. But that, that's you not didn't, a problem. You didn't imply it. You straight up said it. <laughs> I said, right. No, I said it. Exactly. Sorry. I'm I'm talking and not thinking. So anyways, I you know didn't mean that hey, in any sort of a pejorative way. You got any changes? No, I don't have any changes. Just I, to, I just to make it 100% clear, guys, um, from what happened, because I know Faison and I were in shout a couple of times trying to figure it out. We wanted to do this podcast as a power hour slash playoff podcast, and um, we were thinking it was going to happen on Saturday because of the way the league broke, Friday being the off day, Thursday being the last sim of the regular season, Friday being an off day, and then Saturday being the playoffs. But the Ronda Rousey fight was Saturday evening. A lot of guys wanted to watch that, um, and I think uh, the choice was either having a daytime playoff sim or pushing it back. And then when the option was Sunday or Monday, I think a lot of the guys in the playoffs preferred it to be uh, Monday, and so that's how we got there. And I don't think that really had anything to do with Soup. Soup kind of left it up to everybody just to set the set the conversation correctly, put the facts all out there, even though you know our commissioner loves to say that I never get shit right ever. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, uh, you know, with that being said, I also agree with Hebes that a lot of I think the evening, uh, you know, shouting being downgraded it has to do with the summertime, people being out, doing things later, being with their families, etc. Where you know during the day people are checking in because we know there's going to be a sim, and then we get a lot of conversation in, and then we go out and do our our business and what needs to be done towards. Uh, towards the evening time with with families and people being out a little bit more often versus the winter time when you're in earlier. That that's my whole thing on it. Um I don't know if anybody else wants to throw in two cents from soup to to Heaves well, or Kane's. Go ahead. Let me just echo what Heaves said. In no way was I saying that anything is soup's fault. I was just saying that the lack of activity 
the fact lack of activity was just kind of like, oh, nothing's really going on in the league. I'm not going to check it tonight. No way was I saying anything is Suits' fault. I mean, even if he had just decided to take the weekend off, that's, you know, that's his right as commission. I mean, I, to, to expect him to send every single day, seven days a week, 365, that's just unreasonable. But, um, I mean, other than that, if, like I said, if, if, if you thought that we were taking a shot at you, uh, I apologize, Sue. Uh, Hebes, I, I think I may have cut cut you off mid-point. Uh, if you wanted to finish up your point, go ahead, man. Oh, I I don't remember if I had a single point. I mean, I I think I was just uh, backtracking a little bit to make it clear that I was not blaming Soup in any way, but just saying that, you know, I think that the lack of a sim results and people not showing up, it's been my experience at least, especially over a weekend. Um, and whether it was planned or not, I think it's a super healthy thing to do to take a weekend off and not have to worry about dealing with people like me. Well, um, as we're waiting for the playoff sim to get posted here, I think we're getting close to an, an, a new post coming up here from Soup. Uh, we've gotten a few GMs who've left us. Uh, Heel Tiger officially um, put in his walking papers uh, at the beginning of the week on, on the board and said that he just doesn't have much time. Uh, you know, with the summer, him working, I guess, in a hotel, it just his his um, love for the league is starting to wane, and he just it not a priority anymore, which is understandable. I think Heel was one of the first GMs to to sign up and be a part of this, so he's been doing this for like three, maybe four real life years. So that's a long time to do it. He got a little burnt out. He's gone. So um, it looks like uh, we got a brand new member possibly joining us, uh, Sugar Sean. He's an Ohio State Buckeye fan um, on the on the main board. It looks like he may be getting um, uh, taking over for the Cavs as guys in shout are starting to uh, go over that roster with him. Um, we also got uh, KN's uh, good friend AO to join join the league. He's going to be taking over for uh, it looks like the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, and so. Duck is also going to leave us as I'm doing a full recap here. I think this is going to be his final season. Last time I heard, uh, is it Calmo? Uh, Silamo? I don't know how you even pronounce his name. I jacked that up. Somebody can, uh, you know, get that right for me. But he was going to be an understudy to Duck for a year and then take over that roster. Uh, overall thoughts on the guys leaving and new guys coming in. Uh, Canes, go ahead. I mean, he'll leaving. That was, you know, it is really whatever. I mean, he's pretty difficult to deal with in terms of getting traded done because he never responds to PMs and text messages. You're lucky if you get a response back 48 hours later. I mean, uh, he's been, you know, I know he's busy with work and whatnot, but, you know, he's clearly been one of the more inactive GMs for a while now. So, uh, I mean, it it always sucks when someone leaves the league, but, you know, I'm not really going to shed a tear for heel because just he didn't do much at the last, you know, 10 seasons plus. Uh, Duck leaving the league sucks. I mean, him and I don't agree on pretty much anything. I think him and I disagree even more than him and me and Tupor disagree. But, you know, he's a good GM in terms of he always responds. He responds quickly. You know, he's active in shout. That That's a big blow to the league. Um, however, both people, you know, that are replacing him, I think it's perhaps Salima or however, you know, he's pretty good poster on the main board. Uh, Sugar Sean is one of the few Ohio State fans who are, was tolerable 
and uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, pretty happy with those. I mean, Cans boy, no one knows him, so who knows how that's going to be? I mean, I did send him a PM just ask because asking him if uh, 1.2 was available, and he responded pretty quickly. And that was that was good to see, and um, you know, hopefully, good things happen. Um, Hebes, uh, toss it over to you. Thoughts on the departing and the arriving? Yeah, I mean, I uh, to be honest with you, in my tenure as a GM, uh, Heel Tiger has not been active at all. Um, and I, and for frankly, until I met RV in person in DC. Um, I had a really hard time distinguishing between the two of them, and I understand RV, you know, has stuff going on in personal life, so he was not uh, very active either. But the two of them sort of were fused as one person to me. Um, so I'm not super sad to see Heel Tiger go. Um, I didn't know if he really did much for the league or added much to it. Um, but other people probably feel differently, having been around longer and seen him GM longer. I think Duck leaving, obviously, just like Kane said, is a big blow. Um, I think he's a great GM, good guy to hang out with and shout. Um, you know, as far as the new guys coming in, um, I think, you know, just what, what Kane said, you know, Selimo, Salimo, whatever you, however you want to pronounce that, um, is a really quality poster on the main board as far as I'm concerned. He's a little bit older guy. I think he's going to bring, again, sort of a a good personality to to shout. I think he'll be relatively active. I think he's like in the medical profession. So unfortunately, I'm not sure like during work if he'll be able to uh, be on shout. I don't think he's in front of a computer. I think he's like, you know, up looking at x-rays or doing whatever doctors or nurses or whatever the hell he is does. Um, and then uh, Sugar Sean, I don't really know much about him. Um, I see him post on the main board sometimes. I think a lot of Ohio State fans are less than ideal, um, to put it mildly. So, you know, he sort of uh, has one foot in the grave already as far as I'm concerned, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, I mean, uh, the Ohio State Buckeye fans on the main board are pretty shit-tier. You know, it just seems like other shit posters attract to them because they can just become one big pile of diarrhea. Um, But... He seems to be pretty cool. I, I've seen him on other threads and stuff like that, so I don't think he, he – I think he bucks the trend of the other Buckeye fans. Um, it's cool that we got a new Michigan poster and an Ohio State poster, so come football season, that could be interesting and fun to uh, see that interaction interaction on the board. Um, you know, as you guys said, it was it's sad to see, um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Duck whatsoever. We hardly ever agree to anything in our long history. But unlike Ian or Ian, I'm not really happy to see him go because he was an active GM. And, you know, outside of, uh, you know, minor headbutting here and there, we we could at least be civil at times. Um, so it's going to be sad to see him go. Uh, he was a trailblazer GM for a while, and it finally looked like he had started to click. I always felt like with Ocho and with Duck, they both were sort of like one in the same type of GMs. Like they just never fig- – to me, they just never figured out what it took and how to build teams and, and actually build winners. And both of them recently have have really turned the corner and really built, built really nice teams, especially the Blazers. I mean, 
um, you know, that, that's a nice-looking roster moving forward. Uh, so it's going to be sad that Duck's not going to get the payoff. Hope maybe he makes a couple tweaks and gets that that roster into uh, you know a little bit better. Maybe he makes a run next year. But you know, he, hopefully he comes back down the road when things are a little bit more calm for him. Heo, like everybody else said, he's been kind of uh, MIA. I know he won a title earlier uh, in in 2.0, one of the first seasons that you guys have been doing it. I think maybe it was year six or seven. I'm not 100% sure. But he won titles earlier. Um, he was, you know, a decent dude. He just you know, has definitely been nowhere to be found. I, a lot of people shit on RV, but he's been 100 times worse. Um, so uh, it's good to maybe get new blood there. And then, of course, the the Timberwolves have been kind of a, a revolving door a little bit here. So if we can get some stability, I think that would also go in a long way in improving Shout, uh, having, you know, three more active uh, GMs with, uh, new stories and people can kind of get to know them and, and help spur it as long as these guys get on there. I know there was a few other guys that uh, were interested in getting teams, but I have no idea what happened to them. I guess they fell by the wayside already. Um, but, yeah, um, anything you guys want to add before we uh, touch on the first sim of the conference finals? Yeah, I thought Zebrity or however you say his name was getting a team. Yeah, I um, I thought uh, Zeb was going to also take over um, – the wolves are one of the rosters um and i don't know what happened but apparently uh that got nixed so i don't know if if word got back to him or someone said something to him and shout but um yeah or he, he just didn't show up for an entire week i mean neither of those could work yeah no he was active the first three days until me and you had our conversation and then that was the last of him so um he was definitely a lot more active than uh Silimo but or however you pronounce his name but either way I'm not going to argue uh Oh, well, it sounds like exactly what you're trying to do. Well, I mean yeah. you always well, think you're correct and the, you're obviously not on that topic. Pushed aside a little bit. Just what was that? Just show up a couple of days and shout doesn't mean you get a team automatically. You got to show that you're going to be here. And Selimo doesn't have a team yet. I don't know why you keep saying that. Well, I mean I think uh we're just going off of what's been talked about in shout so i mean obviously uh the king has not spoken so whenever you want to tell us subjects uh our, our little minions over here uh what's going on you know go ahead and chime in and let us know who has what and what's going on with the league since it is uh it's your reign my friend i believe i just told you okay so there's no uh new gm for the the blazers i would guess we're still looking for a new gm there it's a working situation uh, it's a working situation, okay. It's and, above and the, your pay grade, like I've said. Oh, yeah, I'm fully aware it's above my pay grade, yes. Uh, clearly, you get paid tons to do your job. Uh, anything else we want to add on before we touch on to the playoffs? Soup, anything else you'd like to say? I'm good for now. All right, sir. Uh, gentlemen, uh, first part of the playoff sim has uh, been posted, I think, given you guys sufficient time to kind of look into it. Um, since we have one GM still on the line, part of this uh, conversation, we'll throw it to him first. You're down 2-1 in the series with RV. Um, you know, uh, your thoughts so far, Heaps? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not totally discouraged quite yet. I think, um, you know, game three, which is my first home game, I sort of took it to them, um, won that game by 34 points. So, and then game game two, I only lost by by two on the road. So sort of home court's playing out exactly how you'd expect it to play out. 
Um, you know, if I if I can steal one of these games on the road, I think uh, I have a good chance of coming out of that one and uh, having the distinct pleasure of being deep dicked by the Thunder. Uh, and out west, your thoughts, Thunder Lakers two one series there. Yeah, I mean, I I four one four two is my prediction. The Thunder are just just too good, and there's just too much talent on that roster. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kane's your thoughts. Yeah, on the West, oh, I mean, sorry, Buster, but your only hope is that Harrison goes down five minutes into game four. That that That's that's what he's hoping for here. And um, in the East, I mean, if, if you look, the the two Hornets wins were, I think, by a come out like eight points. So that's really any one series. And I, I agree with you, but I favor the Nets the rest of the way. I don't know what's more exciting or nerve-wracking, maybe either or, you guys. When you're in the playoffs and it goes chalk and, say, on the first sim and you're the road team and you lost the first two close at home and then you win the third game on the road, that that next sim to see what happens in game four, it's so nerve-wracking. You guys ever you guys get that same feeling when that happens? I, I, I don't know, Heaps, you're in that situation currently. Um, you're pretty nervous to see what happens in game four because I almost feel like with the software, game four is the deciding game in some of these series. Yeah, sure. I mean, the fact that you're going to see the next four games um, all in one sim is definitely nerve-wracking because you don't really know what's going to happen. Obviously, I, I have you know the opportunity to lose one more and still be able to win the series. So one loss doesn't really kill me here. Um, and So, yeah, I mean, I think it's – Definitely an anxious situation being down 2-1 in a best-of-seven series where the series will be decided uh, on the next sim. But ultimately, it's sim league. You know, it's not going to make or break my night unless I, you know, win a championship. I think, you know, winning the championship is what uh, I think people get excited about. I hope no one gets too distraught about losing a a series. Unless it's to someone like Keynes, which would fucking just suck. No, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. People, (laughs) this league has been built on the heartbreak of losing uh, Western and Eastern and Sim League finals. It really has. It's some of the most enjoyable moments sometimes when guys are losing just the reaction and stuff. Um, The winning is also great, but people definitely, it's competitive, man. Everybody wants to win. Nobody wants to lose, and especially when you get that close, it can definitely ruin an evening. Um, You know, I was... I can remember back uh, in 2.0 when uh, 20s Hornets uh, knocked off my Bulls in the middle of my my crazy run. I was so fucking pissed off that night that I lost to him and and lost a chance to go back to back titles. So um, you know it happens for sure. Um, anybody think that the Lakers? I mean, for Heaves, I think uh, my point of view of this the series being 2-1, you blew them out. I think Keynes mentioned it. The, uh, the first two games were really close games. That third game was a big-time blowout. I think that might tend to lead uh, for good things for you uh, moving forward in that series. Well, on the flip side, the Lakers were able to steal game two, but then they choked away game three. Um, you know, pretty close battle. They had a big lead at halftime, and then uh, I think they got outscored by 22 points in the third quarter. And then another 12 points in the fourth ended up losing the game by 13 in total. So, um, you know, that that's an epic meltdown there in the second half from the Lakers. Uh, you guys, general thoughts on if uh, if the Lakers can can maybe still save it, or is that just too heartbreaking of a loss? Uh, go ahead, Heaps. 
Um, I mean, I think I touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, I don't give the Lakers any any chance. It's a point guard driven league, and when you have a point guard like Aaron, you just don't. You know, I think Mike Conley is a point guard who could could go up against him. Obviously, Oscar hasn't had a lot of good luck recently, but maybe he's in the same category of point guards who are um, elite offensively and defensively. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think Mighty Mouse has what it takes to. Um, get past the super twin just quite yet. Canes, anything else you want to add on to, onto the discussion? Yeah, I agree with Eames. It's there's it's, you got to hope for an injury to beat the Thunder right now. Uh, just real quick on on the Nets point, I'm just to really say 33 to six in the fourth quarter. I can't remember the last time a playoff team scored single digits in a quarter, regardless of playoffs or regular season. Yeah, that game three was is pretty wild. Uh. <laughs> that was a total ass kicking by the Nets. Um, you know, uh, obviously the Nets are unlikely to score in single digits again in a quarter. I w- you know, this was a good time to have Ian around. He probably wouldn't know the answer to the lowest scoring quarter by a playoff team uh, in the history of our sim league. Um, I wonder if the software would jot shit like that down somewhere. Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm I'm struggling to think of a lower scoring, regardless of tanking or or not. I know one year that I was tanking, I scored eight points in a quarter. So six is definitely the lowest I've ever seen, especially in the playoffs. I don't think I've ever seen anything lower than six. Six is pretty low. Can you think of anything, Heaps? No, I can't. I I hadn't even noticed that until Keynes had said something about it. I'm actually in a shout right now trying to get Sugar Sean to dial into the podcast. So if you guys want to tab over to the shout box on TMB, SL and uh, you know encourage him to join. You definitely should. And Fazan is 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 not happy with our level of discourse and wants another but another sim. I couldn't agree with him more. We have one. We have a sim. Uh, yeah, we uh, definitely have a sim, and we have a matchup. Um, we have the OKC Thunder making it out west. It went seven games, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Lakers did make it a game. Uh, Got to think. Um, Buster's game three is gonna he's, he's gonna really be pissed off about you know getting outscored by what thirty six points in that half um you know in that second half in game three but um yeah, Thunder make it and out uh, out east um, our fellow co-host has made it to the Sim League finals so Hebes congratulations on a finals appearance um is this your first finals appearance? No, it's my second. A couple of years ago, I made it to the Thunder. I think I was their first victim, um, and it was pretty pretty gnarly. It was four zero, and I don't think a single game was within ten points. So now was um, that the, was that the Mavders or was that or is that full Thunder? Was that no? That was that was full Thunder. That was, was full it? Thunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 It was just two years ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Like I said, it, it 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 was gnarly. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't even remotely close, and I expect the same thing to happen here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I don't know if I can agree that you're going to get blown out. I, I your your team's been playing awfully well this playoffs. They've they handled the number one seed. They they crushed the uh, the Raptors, who 
you know, did play decent ball towards the end. Um, you know, Hornets were having a nice, decent season. The Thunder struggled in the first round a little bit. Um, definitely got taken to the wire in, in the finals. Um, you know, you got a chance. I think you got a chance. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't completely call it. Call this a 4-0 type uh, series. I think you could probably push this to seven. I think you we could see a seven game series. I think that would be great to see. Keynes, your thoughts? I mean, right now I'm thinking what could have been if I just won Game Seven. But uh, I, I mean, I think Heaps has a good shot to take uh, two, maybe three. But I don't think he's going to win it. I mean, it's no disrespect. I just think GVG has that good of a team, and you know, I, I just think it's I think it's inevitable. Is this, yeah, I mean, and, I, I think that's right. Yep. So I'm looking at uh, the links and trying to click the games. Is anybody else getting just blanks for everything? It's not done uploading, thanks. Oh, it's not done uploading. My apologies. Okay. Well, yeah, I thought like she's gonna rip her head off. <laughs> yeah. I, I I apologize for letting everyone know that it had already posted. I just had refreshed the the playoffs page. I think that was the first thing to get uploaded. All right. So um. So, I, Heaps, prediction. We got our finals. Quick prediction. Uh, how many games does it go, and who wins? Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to say the Thunder definitely win, and I think it's going to be not close. But I think it's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm actually going to go do some research really quickly on the, the Warriors' depth chart and see if I can't figure out what happened in that Warriors-Thunder series that made it a little bit closer. No problem. Uh, Canes, prediction on the finals. I mean, I'll just kind of repeat what I said earlier. Uh, I think that's best chance. They might win three, and that's with, uh, you know, Harrison maybe getting into foul trouble in a game or two and uh, and Yang going off or Red going off. Um, but like I said, I, I just think that uh, – I just think the Thunder, they're just, they're just so good. I think it's going to be 4-2 with – Three blowouts for the Thunder, one really close game, and two close wins for the Nets. I think I'm going to be the contrarian here. I'm going to go Nets. I'm going to say Nets win it in six. Uh, I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to get, you know get a new champion. I'm, I'm getting. It, there's so you know there are people asking me if I'm a, I'm a Thunder fan because they walk by my computer screen and see the Thunder logo in the top corner. It'd be nice <laughs> if uh, something else for once. I guess hey, we got to ask. Yes. We have uh, Sugar Sean on the line. If you want to, oh yes, yeah. let's let's grab a, our brand new GM here. Let's in, uh, let's interview this motherfucker. <laughs> Southeast Ohio, you are on the A Plus Player Podcast. Uh, welcome uh, to the podcast. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing well. Thanks for asking. I just well, came. Go ahead, Soup. Say that again. I said I just came by the sound of voice. That is a sexy-ass voice. That's all I have to say. Thank you very much. Uh, I know I've uh, talked to Brad uh, GB a lot in the past uh, from playing FIFA with him. And, uh, yes, he's heard my voice a bunch. I actually used to do uh, radio when I was in college. Oh, wow. Someone is out for my job. Okay, Southeast Ohio, uh, thank you for joining the what, A-plus player podcast. There's enough of that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, FIFA, you're a footballer. Uh, who do you support club level? Uh, locally here in the States, uh, my local team, the Columbus Crew, and then uh, internationally, uh, that would be Manchester City in England in the Premier League. Ah, shit. So you are familiar with uh, the infamous Penn State poster, uh, Nittany Knight? 
Yes, absolutely. I have a lot of contact with him on the uh, Manchester City thread. Absolutely, because that's basically one of the few threads he actually participates since the Alabama trip, because he's never on... He, I don't think he's made a single post on the Penn State private board since uh, J.W. Pearl um, got caught uh, being a spy. So um, he's he's kept his posting strictly to the Manchester City uh, thread. So is he still he's still doing well, I, I assume? He is still doing well. He actually has now expanded out to the uh, Orlando City, the the, the uh, soccer club that they got there. He he posted that thread as well now. But, uh, yeah, he disappeared from our Manchester City thread for a long time, and we had to uh, try to coerce him back on Twitter. I was uh, hitting him up there, trying to get him to come back. Uh, he was our thread starter, so uh, we couldn't change the thread title without him. <laughs> Well, I will just say this. Uh, my interview portion of tonight is completed, and I approve of this gentleman. So uh, welcome to the Sim League. If if you get final approved by our commission, Canes or uh, Hebes, any questions, anything you want to ask our our our, uh, our friend here? Yeah, I got a question. Fire Pass away. Pass interference or not? I'm sorry, what was that? Pass interference or not, might as well get this e-fight out of the way. <laughs> that was pass interference. All right, yeah, I can't deal with this. He's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> as someone, you can't ex- go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say you can't expect me to have a different answer than that. We we, we got to oh. claim it. Oh, 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 of course. I I just you know, as one of the few good Ohio State posters, I, I figured you would uh take the uh, the comment as the joke it was. Uh, it's good to ask. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I know that some people can get a little touchy, but yes, absolutely, take it, understand. Yeah, no, it's good to have you. I mean, uh, you're a good dude in the Madden League, and uh, you helped me fuck with T-Low in terms of what's been going on this last season, so you're a good dude. I, I've got no issues with you joining the league. Happy to have you. Is that Madden <laughs> Thank League you very still much. going? Yeah, uh, they wanted to play one more season, so they like did some stupid shit and like filmed it. And Sugar, uh, Sugar decided to uh, dump all of his players off to uh, other other teams, and then I did the same. Except I didn't get to allow anyone, and that hurt his feelings. It was pretty funny. Oh jeez, I guess they're gonna yeah. restart as soon as uh, sixteen drops. I think that is their plan. I am not planning on purchasing sixteen. Why not? Because, you know, I, I'm not – well, obviously you probably don't know since you just joined us, but we have our own Madden League that's far superior to what the main board's league is. And I think you would be a good addition if you if you jumped on to 16 or you're just not uh, happy with the product. Um, Matt, that was the first Madden I had bought in quite a few years. But, honestly, I put a lot of more time into FIFA, and I am uh, I'm a little bit older. I'm – 30 years old, I'm married, so I have uh, obligations uh, that I need to uh, take care of, so not as much time for video games, so uh, most of that time then goes into uh, FIFA and the uh, Pro Clubs team on there. Well, the more you talk here, Sean, the more I just like you, man. I am also a married man in my 30s with very little uh, extra time. Usually my time is uh, occupied hosting this wonderful podcast, so I want to thank you for joining us, and you are always welcome on the podcast. I don't know if Soup or Hebes has anything else for you, but I will say this. Um, 
most of us uh, game and do FIFA as well, so maybe we can make a, a make a club team here. I, I don't know how successful the main board is. It always seems like when I read on the on the soccer board there, there's like two different factions. There's like the shocker faction with his like um, really yes. uh, stuck up crew, and then there's like you know more of the regular guys who have their own uh, own crew. I don't know where you fall in that, but um, I, yeah, I I am actually a member of uh, Real Main Board with Shocker. Oh, so you are a part of uh, Shocker's foofy ass squad? Yeah. Now, to, to be fair, I will say this: he's he's very demanding, uh, and, and people just kind of fall in line because he's just really good. Uh, that uh, we peaked at uh, number nine in the world uh, on this most recent version here on FIFA 15. We did get up that high uh, to number nine in the world. So there's uh, some positive that comes along with it as well. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, I can respect that. We, I was part of a main board NHL uh, team that, that finished top, uh, well, at one point was top five in the world. So I, I can understand that dedication, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, I definitely uh, try to do it with whoever I can. Uh, I've played a little bit uh, with a couple guys. Uh, with, I think Drews, I think I saw, was actually uh, part of this. Is that correct? Yeah, Drew's Drusen. is part of it. Yep, he's part of yeah. a part of our league. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Drew's. I, I think he is. Uh, he's got a club that's mainly him and uh, Nexus from the main board and uh, Trophy, who's in the sim league as well. I think is on their club also. So I, I played with them a little bit and uh, played a, a, a bunch. Uh, had actually converted over from PS3 to. Uh, then got an Xbox One, uh, but I had played with a bunch of guys uh, on the PS3 from the main board, and then when we switched over to the uh, Xbox One, then uh, a bunch of us then ended up joining up with uh, Shocker's Team Rail main board because uh, that was something that uh, GBG, he had uh, been playing on both systems, which I can't imagine being able to try to manage that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I will say this. Um, pro tip, don't mention your... Uh, you know, switch over from PlayStation to Xbox One uh, around Odin. He gets uh, very emotional when video game talk happens, especially when he finds out people have gone from PlayStation to the Xbox One. It just does not sit well with that gentleman. So uh, just word of advice and shout if you run around there. I wouldn't even mention that you switched over because uh, he, he gets emotional. I do have a PS4 as well. so it, it oh, okay. So... Yeah, so it shouldn't upset him too much. It's just for FIFA purposes, uh, the FIFA crew on uh, Xbox One is much more uh, active than the PlayStation 4. So uh, I actually did last year own it for both systems, but then on uh, the 2015, I ended up buying it just for Xbox just because the uh, group was much uh, more active. Yeah, much better to play with guys like uh, like Shocker and the crew, I guess. Um, Anybody else want to ask Sean any other questions? So I got to just comment real quick. Uh, hell, you called into a fucking podcast. I think that shows that you'd be active enough. So the Cavs are yours if you want them. I, I appreciate that. I, I definitely uh, plan to take them over as long as it was good. And uh, I will, uh, been, I've actually spent a good deal of time tonight. I think that uh, I've spent the last hour and a half or so just only looking at that. So. Um, I don't you know. know if- you in the last ten minutes have shown more activity than Hill has in the last six months, so I think I think it's an upgrade. I agree with you there, Soup. Um, just one thing, I don't know if the boys in Shout uh, linked it, but if you look in the article section, Sean, um, there's a article for Noobs. It's an updated uh, one uh, article done by Buster. 
Um, you know, if you got time, just skim over it, look over it. It's super helpful, especially for new GMs. And find somebody in the league, anyone in the league, and make sure you can lean on Soup as well because he's our commission. Uh, just, you know, someone that you could run trades and stuff by. Um, but just be careful with Buster. He has a, a history of putting people under his wings and then bending them over once uh, once the, um, you know, the helpful hand is done. We can just ask Faison about that, uh, or actually Pete about that. Uh, Damn, doesn't look like Pete's on tonight, so he can't call in to tell his story. But um, yeah, just get some help, especially early on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, this is huge. I mean, just to echo that one, welcome. And two, um, what's the price on KG? And then three, and this is really <laughs> the, the 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 main point, the only point that I'm, I'm going to make is that um, I think there's a lot. Everyone in Sim League is cool, um, but some people have less of a problem taking newbies for all they're worth. So just, just find somebody who is going to give you solid advice. I think Soup is a great resource. He b Before he became Kanish, he was the best uh, probably GM in the league. So he knows uh, what's up and how to value players and how to negotiate trades. And he's also impartial because he doesn't have a team to run right now. Um, so I think probably that's your, your, your best bet unless you have somebody else that you, you know, have confidence in, but just, just try, try to not accept trades willy nilly, um, regardless of how many draft picks they offer. I made that mistake and, um, you know, so just, just, just fair warning. No, I appreciate that. Uh, I figure, uh, as I've looked at it, uh, so far, I, I knew that uh, I did notice already that, you know, I Brad at GBG, uh, just from having played with FIFA with him over the years, uh, I have his number, and I've, he's the one that brought it up to me, and I've been texting with him about it, and, uh, you know, he did give me a heads up to just make sure I did first off go in and check the uh, draft picks owed just to make sure I knew exactly what it was looking like ahead of time uh, before I looked at anything with my roster and any type of trades, just, you know, that way I could make sure that I wasn't going to be putting myself at a disadvantage when I wouldn't have a pick next year, which thankfully I did see it. The picks for the next two years have uh, been traded away. So that's something uh, to keep in mind. As far as a price on KG, uh, I don't really know at this point that just with it being so early, uh, probably something I would want to hold mm -hmm. on to. But uh, definitely want to, you know, going to be open to anything and taking a look at everything here. But uh, I'll uh, try to post in the uh, trade block thread uh, anything I might be looking at uh, right now, trying to. Uh, take a look at the draft uh, as well because I know that uh, my pick will be coming up in a few picks here. So I want to make sure that I get myself ready for that first and foremost and uh, take a look and see what's out on the trade block, see if there's anybody I'm looking to move. But uh, I would definitely keep in mind to get in contact with Soup with anything, uh, but I do feel like I can trust Brad pretty well as well. Uh, if I do have any questions or any, about any trades or anything like that, I think he did also recommend to get in contact with Soup. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a great suggestion. I mean, Brad is relatively new, but has established himself as a, a quality GM. He was dealt um, a pair of aces. So, um, you know, he's been in a really great situation. I don't know how to attribute his success to falling into the right spot or whether he's just really great, but he hasn't made any, any, any terrible moves. Some questionable, but a lot of really great ones on the whole. I think he's making great moves. So definitely a good resource for you to have, um, you know, in your back pocket to be able to run stuff by him and, Again, soup and lots of other GMs. You'll sort of, as you shout, you'll, you'll get to know people. Uh, well, Banks texted me saying that he has a little bit of an issue at the pizza shop, so he's not going to be able to transition us um, anywhere. But 
Sugar Sean, you're welcome to stay on the line while we talk about this. But the the first sim um, of the finals is. Um, well, hold on, heaps. Can I can I give him some advice real quick? Yeah, absolutely, Keynes. Go ahead. Uh, like you know, everyone echoing everything once they said, read the noob threat. Don't get attached to players' names once they're already in the league. Obviously, when draft time comes around, the names you expect to be good usually are good unless the you know they're built to be good unless the software does something funny. But like if you look in the league right now, one of the best players in the league is Kristaps Porzingis, who we don't know anything about in real life, and Kobe Bryant is terrible. So keep that in mind, you know, when you're trading for players, especially early, that once the player's been in the league a little while, the name means absolutely nothing. And two, if you have a trade that you think is really good for you and the guy and the veteran you're bouncing the idea off is telling you it's not a good idea, you don't know more than him, you don't have it figured it out, odds are you're about to get yourself trade rates. No, yeah, I appreciate that. that. Sounds like good advice. I appreciate that. That's, that's good advice. And just to echo one thing that, that Kane said right there, um, stats are much more important than grades. You know, when you look at grades, you're like, oh, man, this guy is, you know, A minus, B plus scoring grades. He's going to be insane. But, uh, you know, if he has 100 jumping um, and 100 three-point shooting, that sort of explains those grades. And he's actually not going to be elite. He's not going to be a great player. Um, to look at production, you know, grades aren't going to be important. And the more you learn about uh, the sim software, the more you're going to sort of understand how to value grades and how to look at stats and sort of interpret what the underlying attributes might be. All sort of a long process for you to learn. Uh, but most important for you to take away is look at stats. You know, like a, a player like Lance Stevenson, who I think is still on the Kings roster, if you want to take a look at him, um, his grades don't look tremendous, but he's a tremendous player. Um, and so he's a really great example of a player who is undervalued if you just look at straight grades. But as far as production, you know, he's he's a top player in the league. Yeah, I think the, the most important thing to remember is both these guys. Both these guys offered you advice. Haven't won a title, so nailed it. Called out. <laughs> See, what's terrible about that, Sugar Sean, is I'm in the finals right now, and I'm, like, viciously hitting refresh to try and see what happens in the second half of the sim, which will determine whether or not I win it. And so Soup just told me what happens, that I don't win the title. No, I've been waiting for you to say any changes or not. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not tabbed in. Um, I haven't even looked at box scores yet. Can I... Uh, um, so what, what I was saying was that... Uh, I'll, I'll carry it a bit. I'll carry Thank it a you. bit, Heath, so you can take care of what you need, you need to do. Hello? I thought you were going to carry it. Well, no one said yes. Go for it. Okay, go, for go for it. Definitely go for it, man. All right, well, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, playoffs 2-1. Games were a lot closer than I expected. No real blowouts. Uh Sean, have you are you looking at the playoffs right now, or, or, or are you kind of just kind of figure out what's going on here? Uh, I did not really look at it uh, much yet. You know, I did see you know at least who was in the finals, but it hadn't really gotten. I got into the thread, but didn't really get too much into it, just because uh, I wanted to try to take a look at the Cavs roster and things like that. Yeah, but I, I do have that pulled up now. You got here. I mean. Seeing that, uh, kind of what it was expected, Harrison is dominating. I think in game one, 16 of 22. That's uh, that's you know, 
you're just not going to get it done going up against that. Let's see, game two, as my internet is extremely slow, and I'm just killing this podcast right now. Uh, game two, the Thunder beat the Nets uh, 149 to 124. Um, it, it looks like I really have zero chance here, Steve, so I'll, I'm going to say no changes. I think I'm going to let uh, nature take its course and, um, you know, I'll keep yeah. it PG-13. Yeah, I, I, going back to my uh, pre, uh, pre, uh, you know, title predictions that you know the the Thunder games were going to be the Thunder wins were going to be blah, the Nets wins were going to be close. And that's kind of exactly what happened. I'm looking at the box score for the one Nets win, and Harrison only played 33 minutes, got into a little bit of foul trouble, and that that allowed the Nets to steal a win. And then the other games where he played, you know, his 40-plus minutes. He was just absolutely dominant, and there's there's just nothing anyone can do against that. I mean, even in game, I think it's game two where the, the Thunder won by 25. He only shot 16 times, but he was 12 of 16, eight for eight of eight from the line. There's just no there's just no way to defend the team when two two of the top five players. And two of the top two best players at their position are on the same team, and the rest of the depth is really solid. I mean, you're like like I was saying earlier, you, you got to hope for an injury from someone else. Um, I know Heaves, you back or, or am I still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. No, I mean, I I, I think uh, you know, I think everyone that has talked about. The Thunder tonight have said all of the the same things that they're sort of an unstoppable juggernaut. Um, I was happy to take one game. I think I won it by like you know a couple buckets, if that. Um, so that was kind of a gift, and I will take that as my victory trophy and accept the last two games um, in in defeat. Um, Thunder are just just too good. It's not going to get any better going forward. I mean, I think they have another another pick coming up here in the draft. Um, with some decent players left, they have a couple of young players who are going to get better. Um, yeah, I think we all dodged the bullet with uh, with GBG taking Thabo last draft, but I don't think he's going to make the same mistake this draft. Yeah, the, the the thing about his roster is he doesn't need any find a point guard or anything like that. I mean, he basically just can take chances on players and hope they turn into stars. Um, and you know. Jury's not out on Thabo yet. He's uh, he's got a chance to be a great player still. He's even at small forward. He can move him there, get a couple of extra rebounding um, TCs into him, and he could turn into a good small forward going forward. You know, there's the, a lot of flexibility on that Thunder roster as far as you know who's going to be there long term and who's not. Um, he has a lot of good players. Okay, well we have an update with a shocking ending to this series. The Thunder won 4-1, but I think the shocking part is the MVP. It is not Harrison. Who is the MVP? Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Yeah, that's uh, not super shocking. Like I said, that's the beginning of the podcast. The Nets, excuse me, the Thunder have uh, two of the best players at their respective position at, at point guard and, and power forward, you know, Sharif 
Abdul Rahim is just an absolute monster. He scores, he rebounds, and he's, you know, the most dominant defensive player um, since Stanley in his in his prime. Um, playoff MVP. He's a he's a beast. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's surprising because you always expect the point guard to get it. But um, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I see Buster saying it's not shocking that he dominated Jail. Oh, yeah, we know Sharif is good. It's just. You know, this software loves giving awards to point guards, and when you have the best point guard in the league on your team, you expect him to be the one to get the MVP. Again, I, I thought it was shocking. I guess others would disagree. So what's interesting, I'm clicking the oh, – never mind. What's interesting is is, is if, right, for the time being, you click the box scores on the finals, it looks like an, an old sim has uploaded – and Faison, just so that you know, um, had you have gone to the finals, you would have lost 4-2 to the Thunder in six games uh, based no, on the that's, old that's, uploads. That's last, that's last year's. Um, oh, is last, it last year's? Yeah. I thought it was year-by-year. Uh, year. I didn't know. Yeah, no, that, that's last year. It's the, uh, like the actual like the text box stays the same. It just updates the links, and the links aren't updated yet because the upload hasn't finished. Even though the 76ers have Wilt Chamberlain in these these samples. Hey, hey, shocker that Keynes is wrong on this, but yeah, right. <laughs> it'd be the it'd be the upload from 2015 because uh, I have all the old leaks saved, and every time I copy and paste, it's 2015. I got to manually change it to 2020. Okay. Oh well, I'm an idiot. What else is new? <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, GBG on the back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back titles. Um, I'm not sure if if it, you even feel anything anymore when you win one of these. It's uh, it's your team's a juggernaut. You uh, should win two or three more before it's all said and done. Um, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully he's around. And he can call in, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it sucks to be the rest of us with uh, with good teams right now knowing that you really don't have any hope. And, uh, yeah, wish we were you, asshole. <laughs> well, let's take a, a minute while we, while we have it to sort of salute GBG's roster, and let's just look at it real quick and uh, try and determine what, if anything, if you were the GM of this Oklahoma City Thunder squad, Canes, um, what would you be looking for to draft at 1.6? You know, you have, obviously, you have Aaron Harrison, who is the best point guard in the league. But then you have Frank Johnson, who I don't know if you've been paying attention, but he tried to get a, a skills camp into Frank Johnson. And, you know, the first three, I forget what they were. I mean, they were pretty pretty um, important attributes for a point guard, like jump shot, quickness, uh, passing, handling, maybe, were the first four that didn't take. So, in other words, he was at least... Uh, 81 in, in all of those attributes. Um, so to have that as your backup point guard is a pretty good position to be in. Um, so obviously point guard's out as far as a position that the Thunder have any need at. Quentin Richardson, Thabo, Justin Anderson at the wings, um, all quality. Maybe, maybe that's the only place he has a, a true weakness because then you look at Sharif and Vlade and Red Carr at the at the at the bigs and you know what what would you do, Canes, if if you had 1.6, where would you be looking to uh, improve this roster? Um, I mean, he has no holes. I mean, his oldest player is Sharif. 
at 28. And the only thing I'd really be looking for is I'd be looking for a shooting guard because Hugh Rich is now, I mean, obviously we're assuming, you know, we're moving on to the next year. He's now an expiring. And he has no chance in hell of keeping Hugh Rich. He's going to get a, a $10 million plus per offer from free agency. And as we, as we all know, that uh, MLEs don't offer to resign ever. I don't think it's ever happened. And um, so he's going he's gonna to need a, a replacement at shooting guard. I mean, he may think that's Thabo and go somewhere else and maybe look for another big. But, yeah, that team doesn't have any holes. It doesn't have any guys who are at the end of their, you know, at the end of their, their run in terms of age. I mean, actually, well, I'm sorry, I see Reggie Miller's 32, but he plays 13 minutes a game and didn't play in half the season. So, yeah, I think we're going to be stuck with uh, the Thunder at the top of the league for the next at least two two or three more seasons. I mean, he's going to have to resign Harrison and Sharif at the end of this coming season. But with the way we all know the software now and offers, he shouldn't have a problem getting both of those guys locked in. And it's just going to be a matter of managing the cap. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, the the one sunshine – Ray of hope here is that um, you know with the rules going the rule change going in next season that you have to have a non-starter in the second place of your depth chart for each position. You know there's going to be a real emphasis on depth, and so you know the the real star-heavy rosters like the Suns and what look to be the the Thunder as they need to re-sign some of their um, you know great players are going to have a hard time you know maintaining through the regular season, especially with the inability now to um, heal injuries, those two things together are going to put a real emphasis on on depth. So maybe, you know, in the future, the Thunder are going to win championships from the three seed, as as I think about it more. Not say that they they won't win championships. They just won't be able to to lock down that one seed from playing all their best players times three in each position. Hey, guys, uh, I just wanted to chime in real quick and say thank you very much, uh, Hebes, for taking over full-time hosting duties there. I'm back. Um, you know, I, I hear the conversation. I came back just in time to see the the horrible news that the Thunder have won another Sim League title. Um, but, again, thank you again. Uh, we have a just short story of why I had to step away. We have a bar down the road, local bar. It's a biker bar. They're famous for over-serving gentlemen get hungry after they've been overserved and sometimes act a fool. So uh I got called into action and and had to call uh uh the local PD to escort the gentleman back home. So uh now that that whole situation has been cleared up, I'm back here and uh you guys can continue on with the conversation and then I'll just hop in uh you know and and, and lead us to our next uh conversation point. This is uh, Sugar Sean. I just want to jump in really quick and let you guys know that I uh, just got the info to call in to Brad, so I believe he will be calling in here shortly. Awesome. Yeah, we always – that's kind of a tradition we have with uh, with the podcast is when we do the playoff podcast is to get the champion to call in. Usually it's a new guy. Uh, obviously, Sean, you've been uh, informed here that uh, he has a, a full-on dynasty. Partly uh, I am – uh, I will take, I guess, uh, a big blame for that, uh, making a awful deal, sending him a lot of trade pieces that uh, resulted in very nice uh, 
helping them turn that into a very nice roster. But um, yeah, so sorry, league. Um, at least a couple more seasons of, the, seasons of this. Uh, Heaves, you mentioned the the depth chart rule change, and that was one thing I wanted to get into. Do you think it's going to have a big impact moving forward? You know that guys like Anki, who you know in the past committed 95% of their money to their top six stars and then just uh, league minimum for the rest of their roster? Do you think uh, it, those days are completely gone and it's going to impact, uh, you know, uh, a little bit the league, how, how teams are, are built? I mean, I, I think that transition will happen. I'm not sure how quickly it'll happen. Obviously, there's a lot of long-term salaries that are in place right now, so people can't can't really pivot immediately um, to spreading their salaries over more quality players. But, you know, even with that said, I think you have a lot of p- good players that are available on you know, veteran minimum, minimum salaries. You know, Ankle showed that this year uh, by posting the uh, post-free agency signings thread and immediately signing, uh, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was like B-plus, A-minus scoring grade. So, obviously, there's a lot of capable players available at veteran minimum salaries. So, um, you know, hopefully we're going to see depth play more of a, of a role going forward, but I, I, I don't think that that's going to, you know, hurt people who do have a lot of salary tied up, hurt people too much that have a lot of salary tied up in a couple of big players. But I think, you know, maybe it's going to provide a more competitive balance for people who have a couple of, you know, good six, seven people off the bench. <laughs> Uh, Soup, I know you're doing some back-end stuff, but when you get to re-signings, retirements, or whatever, just uh, let us know, chime in, and we'll let you uh, kind of take over uh, at that point. Uh, like I, think, uh, I think GBG broke the league. <laughs> and why do you say that? Because uh, I'm trying to get re-signings to work, and it's not letting me open up the software from there. Oh, good Lord. It's saying... Runtime error 76, path not found. It says PC load letter. What the fuck is PC load letter? God damn it, someone call Ian. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Where's that good bastard? What do we need him? <laughs> I, I just Googled path not found error 76 into Google, and I'm seeing what it says is wrong with it. And? And apparently, apparently we're fucked. Yeah. Apparently, I need a new computer. I don't know what's going on. It apparently can't find the path you are leading it on. Well, that's kind of duh. I don't even Uh, know what that means. During a file access or disk access operation, for example, open. Uh, and then a whole bunch of other bullshit that I don't think you did. Uh, uh, I'm going to step away. I'm going to try something. The operating system was unable to find the specific path. Re-specify the path. I'm going to try some uh, southern engineering over here and see what happens. You know, you could, you could just like hit the fucking thing a couple of times and see if it changes it. Yeah, I doubt that works. Huh. It worked. it worked in Armageddon. It worked in Armageddon. He started banging shit, and that Russian astronaut got the the, the engines to fire. Little up. Americans, get out of the way! <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Standing Russian accent, whoever that was. Was that soup? 
Yeah, that was me. Oh, very nice, Soup. Very nice. Yeah, Dunk's got a point. It worked in Zoolander as well when the files were in the computer. You mean the files are in the computer? Oh, if uh, Sean, it looks like Sean dropped off. If you're still listening, just call back into that number and then put the pin in and I will get you back on the line, man. He might have just had to go. I mean, uh, first time podcast, you know, he was on quite a long time. Uh, I think he wants to get back on. He just said that... uh, it's not letting them sign back in, so I think he likes oh. it. it. It looks like we got a good one, man. This is exciting news. We got a, a poster who freaking day one, night one, hour into his tenure is on the podcast. That's that's pretty freaking awesome. Oh, I think he's saying that uh, it's GBG. Like, it's not letting GBG on. Oh, it's not letting GBG. Oh. I think he's trying to put in his pin and not use the guest pin. I mean, do we really need to hear from GBG again? We're just going to hear the same shit he's regarding I mean, the last two years. Apparently, somebody wants... <laughs> I was going to say, people want to hear that fucking peacock going on. Well, gentlemen, this is the first time. The league is froze out because the path cannot be found. The champion can't call in because he doesn't have the correct pin. So things are just going swimmingly well for the podcast tonight. Um, oh, you missed you missed all the dead air when I was hosting. Were you hosting? Yeah, because he, 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 he kind of hosted. See if he should send some changes. It was bad. Well, I took a I, minute to like to, to to look at the box scores from the first three games to see the, the destruction that GBG put on me. Um, it was pretty funny because Kane's. In typical Kane's fashion. Well, he he said he said should, 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 should I carry it? And there was no one who talked for like 15 seconds. It was like it was dead air. And finally, Soup was like, "Well, are you gonna do anything?" Well, at least he didn't bring up his story about why uh, him and and what's his face have a rivalry out of nowhere. Um, but uh, Kane's man, you had a golden opportunity. Get the wife on the phone. Get the girl on the phone, and and have your conversation. Catch up on the day. Seriously though, uh, I guess congratulations on on passing everything you have, and you got a brand mm-hmm. new job apparently. So good luck with that, my friend. Well, I haven't passed anything yet, and I don't find out for at least like another month and a half. But uh, yeah, the new job's good. I mean, it's a bit of a commute, but I'm happy. I, I like what I'm going to be doing. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's time to uh, transfer over from academic life to uh, to a uh, miserable work life like the rest of you guys. Yeah, well, it's all downhill from here, my friend. This fucking cocksucking software, motherfucking basic bitch bullshit. It's pissing me off. Uh oh. Seriously, somebody has to have fucking Ian's number. Somebody get a hold of Ian. Call Wingstop in Austin. Have them put out an Amber Alert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sending out the back bat signal, the Ian signal, and shout on the main board sim league. Hopefully, we get him. Wait a minute. Why don't we just uh, call Wingstop? I'm sure he's there having dinner. <laughs> Very likely. Yeah, let's call Wingstop since I just said that like 20 seconds ago. <laughs> I did not hear that. It was like 12, actually. It wasn't. It wasn't quite 20. Oh, this is man. a good opportunity, though, Banks. I think it's it's time to uh, get our sponsors 
plug-in. So if you want to go ahead and, and, and give a plug for Red's Apple Ale, I think now is a great time. Well, actually, I have breaking news. Um, I was going to wait to uh, break this news on the next podcast, but uh, Red's Apple Ale is no longer our uh, our leading advertiser for the A Plus Player podcast. We w- we were going to officially break this news on Saturday's. Uh, Power Hour podcast, but we'll do it tonight since people were asking about it. We want to officially thank our brand new sponsor, Not Your Father's Root Beer. Um, fantastic product, fantastic liquid, very much uh, the hot item this summer. Uh, rumors going around that there's a like 10.7 and like 18% version of this. Uh, holy fuck, if true, and if true, if someone can get their hands on this product, um, the host of this show can get his hands on some nice craft shit. I just want a bottle because I just want to see how fucked up I'd get off of a bottle. Um, but, yeah, most uh, – uh, we want to just extend our, our thank you to uh, Not Your Father's uh, Root Beer for being our lead uh, our lead advertiser. And, once again, thank uh, Red's Apple Ale for all the hard work they've done uh, over the last few podcasts of keeping us free, commercial-free, and uh, in our uh, listeners' uh, earpiece without, uh, you know, annoying spots. And with that being said, we got two callers to the podcast. So this is some sort of record, man. We got a lot of call-ins today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, Iowa is on the line, and Northeast Indiana, I have no clue who the fuck Northeast Indiana is, but Iowa, I'm going to guess, is Buster. Buster, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, how's it going? Good, man, good. And Northeast Indiana is? That would be GBG. Ah, GBG, man. Uh, Congratulations Uh, on another Simley title, man. Yep, thank you very much. Any other words for us? Oh, well, thanks for your call. Well, (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say. Well, this is your opportunity to peacock on a podcast, man. I I, I want you to do it. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know how much peacocking I'll do with the dog harassing me for being on the phone. But uh, anyways, Aaron Harrison's good. Sharif Sharif. Sorry, the dog's... uh, going nuts right now. Is he oh, licking really peanut butter off your balls as a celebration? Uh, that would be a good celebration, but no, it was just uh, in my face and bugging the shit out of me. Anyways. I guess Tripod uh, is the only dog that licks peanut butter off his owner's balls. Um, well, are you licking peanut butter off your dog's balls? Is a better question. <laughs> I, he, he doesn't have his balls thing. anymore. Oh, fuck. Poor guy. Huh? Oh man, that's never a good thing, man. Well, rest in peace, know. the GBG's dogs' balls. <laughs> well, uh, I guess all I've got to say this year is um, I didn't have to do a whole lot of tinkering. Obviously, the roster has been pretty well set the last couple of years, so it was just sitting back and let them do their thing. Well, uh, do you? Uh, the boys were talking about a little bit earlier. Do you have a prospect or two that you're targeting with one six in the draft? 
Uh, I could go a couple different ways. Uh, I could use some help um, in the front court, and then I could also use a nice wing prospect. So it kind of depends on what Drews does on where I'll be going. Uh, gentlemen, anybody want to, to chime in, have any words for GBG? I know some people in, in the talk shoe shout are telling you to blow it up. But I think that your uh, roster is maxed out and it's all downhill from here, GBG. <laughs> uh, I've got at least one more season before I'd consider uh, blowing anything up. But um, I've got pretty much everybody back on uh, on a the same contracts for one more year. So I heard a rumor we'll that Aaron Harrison. That. I heard a rumor that Aaron Harrison actually died in a car wreck on the way home from the uh, championship. Sue, <laughs> can you confirm this? Sue, can you confirm that, please, Lord Jesus? I can't confirm shit right now because this software uh, fucking sucks. <laughs> so, guys, how excited, like on a scale of 1 to 10, are we uh, with the possibility of a creation draft coming up in a couple of weeks for 5.0? Anybody? Zero. Zero. It's a zero. Uh, Thirteen. I'm still going to start the hockey league. we got to do that creation draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still holding my breath on that hockey league. I mean, who the fuck didn't expect – Canes to completely blow that fucking shit. I mean, nobody expected him to actually start the league. I'm actually, uh, I was actually working on it earlier today. I've just been, I was really, really busy the last couple, uh, you know, months or so. I a lot more busier than I expected it to be, and I just did not get a chance to work on it at all. But I was looking at it again. Uh, as long, I'm going to send a message out, you know, on the thing either tonight or tomorrow morning, see if people are still interested. I got a little extra cash riding lying around, so I'm just going to buy the software, and uh, it ends up being a wasted forty dollars. It is, but we're, we're going to actually try and get it going. Nah, uh, I just say save your forty dollars because I have no faith, even if you get it going, that you could keep it going. So save the forty bucks, take the woman out to dinner, since you clearly have her pissed off because you wouldn't share your emotions in your day to her today, and you're going to have to make it up. Take her to like, um, you know, what's a good restaurant to take her like? Red Lobster or Joe's Apple Crab Leaf. Shack. You know, take her somewhere there. Splurge mm-hmm. on the big bucket with the no, 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 no. potatoes. Hey, Kane, we have this. Uh, I think y'all have it down there too. It's a restaurant called uh, was it Rudy's. Yeah, it's like one of a kind. It's Actually, we don't have it down here. You what is Rudy's soup? It's a barbecue. It's a barbecue, it's a barbecue place that I, that uh, that's a chain that Kings thought was so amazing, and he he recommended recommended it to me on my trip to San Antonio. Like, is that like Dickies? It. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like a Dickies, yes. Good lord, man, that shit was fucking horrible. We have a Dickies that just opened up, and people were like going crazy for it. I went in there and got a pulled uh, pulled pork sandwich. Oh, it was terrible. I'm like, what in the fuck is this? <sighs> people don't know good barbecue. They really don't. Buster. Yo. How do you feel about your Lakers, man? Made a decent run this year in the playoffs? I feel bad, man. Feel really? Bad. Were you expecting to go even further along? Uh, I mean, I was, you know, it would be nice to, to win something every time. I I mean, I could be the eighth seed and still hurts. No, that, that game three hurt like a motherfucker. I was up for 21 at halftime and, yeah, I think I got outscored by like 35 points in the second half. So, 
Yeah, it was 20, 24 in the fourth and twelve in the third, or twenty four in the yeah. in the third and twelve in the fourth, thirty six yeah. in the whole half. Thanks for that, thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, the <laughs> only reason I know it is because I made that point here, and 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 it just shocked me that your team melted down like that. Yeah, they did. Uh, fucking, uh, if you look at the the foul leaders on the season, Greg Oden and Jermaine, she, you probably know about Jo Heaps too, but those two are always in top. Top five in fouls per game. They're both over four a game on the year, and they both probably fouled out 15 times on the season. So I think they both, or at least uh, Odin and I think Jordan Hill, like they're big, fouled out in the second half of that game, so that didn't help. Is anybody else having the same issue with not being able to see Odin's logo on the board? Yes, yeah, yeah, for a little while. Okay, because maybe somebody can get him a new logo. It's just <laughs> blank and bothersome. Uh, Buster, well, I, I have you on the line. Speaking the of logos, speaking of logos, real quick, Banks. Speaking of logos, has everyone noticed that Sugar Sean? I mean, he signed up what today? <laughs> he got on the podcast for like an hour, and he already has a baller ass Cavs logo. Like, I mean, can, can, can we possibly get this kid a second franchise? Can Can he get the key rules? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to get KN to to, to get his boy to get a logo, man. He, those wolves are just a blank uh, silhouette. I know how to pick them, I guess. GB, you have anybody else in the pipeline that could possibly take over another franchise down the road? Well, not Dan, apparently, but we'll figure it out if it comes to that. I think I think there may still be this bonus going on. I know at one point we had like a 5K bonus for bringing in a GM, and if he sticks for a season or two, you get paid off. I don't know if that still goes on. Soup, you still you still paying out that bonus? I'm not paying shit out right now, so I'll figure out this software. I'm, yeah, that's pretty I'm super low. I'm at a loss. I need help. Where's Eric? Oh. <laughs> I think if you delete Aaron Harrison, the software will be fixed. Later. I think that's right. <laughs> I can't, even get the, I can't even get into the software to do it. Oh, <laughs> fucking A, man. You didn't turn everybody into a point guard like Eric did. No, I'm not that dumb, but I really do need <laughs> Eric's help. Who, who's friends with Eric? Isn't that you, Hebes? That's Hebes, yeah. Hebes, get on it, man. Uh, Let me see if he's on Twitter. I'll, I'll yeah, try uh, and get him. you know, whatever you have to do, like... uh. You know, tag him and put hashtag Kina's naked or something, and I bet you he'll respond very quickly. <laughs> oh boy! I can send him a message on uh, on the Vine. I guess people talk to each other on Vine and send him a message You know those little short clips that kids are posting these days. Oh fuck! I'm so old, man. I'm behind on everything. You need yeah, to slide well, into those DMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It does. I'm, I'm actually, I sent him a tweet once to to uh, to get him to, I don't think it was picking the draft or something, and he didn't respond to it. But then I remembered he sent me a damn message on Vine, which I didn't know he could do. It's like, hey there, Sim League brother or some shit. So I sent him a message on there, and he saw it and fucking got automated pick. Weird guy. I'm planning, I'm planning to conduct all transactions by Snapchat. <laughs> if it expires within 10 seconds, the trade's invalid. Uh, Buster, how are you excited? How excited are you about this Cubs run, man? They're playing uh, great baseball. Well, I'd be a lot more excited if these fucking rain delays would stop. Yeah, fucking. Pittsburgh. But uh, 
I'm a little nervous. I'm more nervous than anything. Big couple big series coming up, so. I mean, the fucking uh, Rangers are hot too, man. They're winning right now, twelve to nine. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you've been following the uh, Braves and Giants game, but the Giants were up six nothing. The Braves tied it up at seven, and then extras now. So, root for the Braves tonight. Oh man. Well, baseball is—it's just exciting as a Cub fan to actually have something to pay attention to uh, August into September. So, uh, first time in seven years. At least, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, uh, we got a whole bunch of you guys on here. Um, one thing uh, that we just had concluded, Faison did the hottest women over 40 years old uh, in the world. We have a, a champion, Kate uh, Beckinsale, is our hottest woman over 40. Hopefully, Odin can uh, um, reach out via Twitter and let her know that she won the award. Um, you know, in the meantime... Was uh, there was some drama with you know seating once again, and people didn't think uh, certain people should make it as far as they did. Overall, your thoughts on the tournament? We can whip it around. Uh, since Buster, I just finished chatting with you. I'll let you go first, man. Your thoughts on the tournament? You say me? Yeah, Buster. Oh, I didn't. Uh, sorry. I uh, I just kind of went through and I just clicked on ones I liked that I actually pay attention to the matchups. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, no, I thought it turned out pretty good. I think what Beckinsale won it, right? Yeah, she blew I, everybody I like out. Her. I don't think she had a close matchup at all. Yeah, she's hot, so I think, I think it turned out pretty good. I'm still upset my grandma didn't make it, but that's cool. <laughs> Kane, your thought? Uh, did you were you one of the like three people that voted J Lo? Since you know that mm-hmm. whole Latino thing. No, I did not vote for my cousin. You wouldn't believe how many people thought she was my cousin when I was younger. Um. But, no, I voted for Beckinsale. I mean, I don't really know what happened in the middle rounds just because that was while I was taking the bar. So uh, I can't really comment on anything. But I think the right person won, and I'm not surprised she won by the margin she won. 20s was vocal that he said he voted for J-Lo. There's two other GMs who voted for J-Lo. Has anybody currently on this podcast voted for J-Lo? Yeah, yeah, I voted for J-Lo. Uh if somebody was down big, I'd vote for him because I felt bad. You never know if they're going to stumble onto our, our vote, to our league. Like, there was a couple, like, 19 O's in the first round that I went and voted for the other chick because I don't want to really hurt her self-confidence. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. I think KN, Faison saying KN was the other uh, gentleman that voted for, uh, for J-Lo in the finals. So now we've gotten all three three members of it. Um. Shit, man, I'm running out of material here without a thing going on. So, gentlemen, if you want to just banter back and forth, it's all yours. This is uh, Sugar Sean. Just want to jump in. So I was not around when uh, this went on. So I just want to jump in and say I feel like that uh, Stacy Dash getting an 11 seed feels pretty low. Uh, and Amy Adams is a 13 as well. Both of those seem like kind of low seeds on there. But yeah, uh, I Kate think Beckinsale so. definitely seems like a good winner. Yeah, we um we're tweaking the tour- tournament formula. We had a couple of tournaments that went down earlier, um that had a lot of drama with the seeding. They were much smaller tournaments. I think Faison overall did a great job uh this time getting more feedback and getting more people to vote and trying to um seed them. It wasn't 100% perfect, but um I think a lot of guys had issues with uh was her name Christina Hendricks making it all the way to the final four. I don't think a lot of people were big fa- well 
there was a vocal minority since she did make it to the final four that felt that she shouldn't uh, had a place there. Me personally, I was on that. I just not real big fan of hers. Um, I thought she should have lost a couple of rounds before um, she did. But um, Dump, uh, our resident uh, virgin loser, was another big, big hater of Hendrix. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously he's too scared to get on the podcast to, to voice his opinion. But he was at one time on this podcast. Um, any other uh, any other comments, gentlemen? Uh, I, hope, I hope the league doesn't die. That wouldn't be fun. Yeah, the league dying would really fucking suck about now. I mean, I think worst case scenario, I, I hope is that Soup just has to go back to an old save and reset in the playoffs, and hopefully the Nets win it. I think Julie, worst case, that's best case. Let's let's be frank. I think game, game, uh, game three. Yeah, right. Game three, Western Conference Finals. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, I think Julie Bins uh, not making it further was a surprise to me. I th- I think she's pretty legit hot. Um, yeah. that's, as I scroll through all these, that's about the only one that I can say was uh, may, maybe didn't make it as far as I would have wanted her to make it. Ben, yeah, especially uh, that you switched your vote on, uh, that it was an 8-8 eight to eight deadlock and you, or something like that and you swapped votes to, just to get to the next round. Oh, yeah. I, did that. I, I did that, absolutely. But the only reason... I did that was because I was really torn between the two, and it really didn't make a big difference uh, either one. I kind of just flipped the coin on that matchup. So to help Faison get on to the next uh, next round, I just switched my vote. Um, I don't think it would have made a big of a difference. I'm pretty sure was it Drews or someone or RV was going to vote, and it was still going to be the same winner. Yeah, I can't even remember who it was. I just remember that's the only thing I actually cared about. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying that's the only thing during the entire tournament that I really remember that I actually had a vocal opinion about. I can't even remember who it was between at this point. Yeah, I don't remember either. I just remember you being a bit upset about that situation. <laughs> um, uh, and it's and you said you were just killing time with it, but you exactly. brought it back up on the podcast, so I think you, you have some deep-seated issues with this. <laughs> if I had a real issue, I probably would remember who the the vote was between. <laughs> but no, we were just on the topic, so I thought I'd bring it back up. All right, let's right, since we do have a bunch of people on here, let's, let's get a thumbs up and thumbs down. Uh, everyone... Uh, at this point, uh, has had a Red's Apple Ale, I, I would hope. If not, you've had a strawberry ale, uh, possibly a green apple. But green apple is sort of the ugly stepchild of the group. Uh, you definitely want to be either strawberry um, or or just the original Red's Apple. Uh, let's go around thumbs up and thumbs down on the Red's product. Uh, how about we let Heebs go on first? Uh, we need to start this with positive momentum. Your thoughts on the whole Red's Apple Ale, Heebs? Uh, well, I'm not entirely sure why you would send it to me for positive momentum. I think Red Dapple Ale tastes a little bit like if you took horse urine and you put the horse urine in grapefruit rinds to get it really, really bitter, and then you added a bunch of apple juice to make it really, really sweet, but not like good apple juice, like really, really shitty from concentrate apple juice. That's about what Red Dapple Ale tastes like to me. 
So you're trying to tell me that Reds is not on par with like some of the great beers out of uh, the Michigan area, like New Holland and Founders. You're you're telling me they don't stack up? I mean, Reds Apple Ale is one of the malt beverages. It's not a beer. Um, it it is like a just a really really unfortunate experiment that someone took to try and replicate. So like Wait a second. Zima, like like they 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 saw Zima as like the drink of the '90s, and they thought, man, we could do this with Apple, but they, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> really horrible. Are you trying and to yeah, say that Red has had false advertising? What's that? Are you saying Reds is false advertising because their whole pitch is it's not a cider, it's a beer brewed with apples, and now you're calling it a malt beverage, which would make it a non-beer. <laughs> Uh, I I'm looking it up now to see if Red's Apple Ale is an actual beer. It is a fruit vegetable beer, according to Beer Advocate. So maybe I owe an apology um, to Red's Apple Ale, and that's we're just gonna crazy. we're gonna just disqualify your opinion because obviously you don't know what you're talking about, and we'll move well, on I to someone. That bullshit. It's disgusting. I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. It's horrible. <laughs> It's absolutely fucking horrible. No, absolutely not. Let's get someone with good beer taste to get hey, on here. Dump, can Love you her. please call in? Uh, we'd like to get your opinion on the Red's Apple Ale. You know when you're going to dump for backup, you have a shitty opinion. Well, listen, I'm not really bigging up Red's. I did drink it. I do drink it on occasion. I don't think it's the world's greatest beer by any stretch of the imagination, but it was all I had on duty. And it really irritates the fuck out of people, namely Bruns. And if he uh, listens to this podcast later, a big fuck you to you, Bruns. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, hey, I'm really out of topics, Bruns. gentlemen, to be very honest hey, with you. Hey, so. hey, Banks, let me help you out here. All I'm right, listening. Uh, all right, so uh, Red Apple Ale is kind of a bitch beer. If I see you drinking a Red Apple Ale at a bar and you're a dude, I'll probably make fun of you. But, you know, on a nice hot summer day and – Hey, you wouldn't load your fucking lawn, and all you have in your fridge is that red apple ale. Drink the motherfucker. Who gives a shit? Exactly. That's that's my whole point, man. Uh, by the way, uh, someone asked about Reds earlier. Um, we sell about double the amount of Reds products that we do Shiner. Uh, Shiner is a big Texas beer. Uh, we have their Prickly Pear, their Ruby Red, and their original Shiner Bach. We sell all three items, and Reds is a uh, far superior seller than the the Shiner product. I don't know how you gentlemen feel about Shiner, but um, that that's uh, I wanted to throw that little tidbit in there. On top of that, how big uh, pumpkin guys are you? The big pumpkin trends coming, the Oktoberfest stuff's out. We got a lot of pumpkin beer coming in uh, in our shelves here. Do you guys get down with the pumpkin stuff? Not all that often. No. Actually, the Oktoberfest Sam Adams is okay. Other than that, I don't really mess with much pumpkin beer. Canes, you drink any of the pumpkin stuff? Not at all. I'm not a big fan of the pumpkin flavor, period. Like pumpkin pie or whatever. I just don't like pumpkin. Anybody on here drink pumpkin? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's. I mean, basically, when I drink a good pumpkin beer, I can imagine the Cowboys or the Lions playing football, and I smell my fucking grandmother's turkey roast in the background. Like a good pumpkin beer is second to none. It's it's like pumpkin pie bottled that you get to drink anytime you want to. It's delicious. There are some really nasty pumpkin beers though, so so you gotta be aware if you're looking you know, you gotta gotta be a little bit discriminatory. Uh are you uh, a big fan of uh pumpkin heaps? Have yeah, you pump- had that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've had pumpkin. It's it's good. 
Southern Tier puts out a good uh, good p- pumpkin beer. I think Dogfish Head also puts out a good one, Pumpkin. Uh, Michigan Brewing Company puts out a good one. I think it's just called Pumpkin, actually. There's real no uh, branding going on there. But real fucking beer. original there, Michigan. Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> <laughs> um, they're the. the there are definitely good pumpkin beers out there. There are also really atrocious ones. I mean, there are beers that are uh, half as bad as Red's Apple Ale that are pumpkin-flavored beers. Um, that gives you an idea of how bad they are. Listen, uh, have you ever had the pen pumpkin roll? Never had the pen pumpkin roll. I'm, 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 I'm kind of afraid of what that is. It sounds a lot like what just happened to me with the thunder, though. I did. Aaron Harrison pops out of the bottle and punches you in the mouth. It's terrible. <laughs> Apparently, it's more on the sweeter side. It has from people who have bought it. I have not tried it, but everyone claims it tastes identical to a pumpkin roll. Um, you know, I I don't know 100 percent because I haven't tried the product. But we have had it three years in a row. Um, we've upped our stock every year of it, and we've sold out every year before most of the other stuff goes out. So it's it's pretty big. Um, it's a big mover down this way. I mean, obviously, the Dogfish and the Pump Kings and uh, uh, I think Shipyard Pumpkinhead is another one that does really well for us. I don't know if you guys have ever had Shipyard. Um, you know, they, they, do a, they, they move pretty well in this area. But again, like I said, I'm in the middle of fucking uh, uh, Amish country, so not everybody's taste out here is going to be excellent. So What is a pumpkin roll? Is that like a pumpkin... Pumpkin pie? Like I've I've never had a pumpkin roll. Can you explain that to me? Apparently, it's it's like pumpkin bread, like a pumpkin cake in a way, and then they put like cream cheese in it and they roll it. So it's it's well, a roll. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah, that's that good. sounds really good. I kind of want. I don't even like pumpkin, and that sounds good. Yeah, they they okay. make that. They make the, it's really big in the Amish community and out here in Pennsylvania. A lot of people do it. A lot of people eat it. Um, yeah. So it's called a pumpkin roll. Um, yeah. yeah. Who who brews the beer? Uh, Penn Pen Brewery, I think they're called, or yeah, Penn Brewery. They're out of Pittsburgh, PA. So if you're out in the Midwest, there, you probably can pick it up somewhere. I would assume. Um, you know, I'll outside of that, I, you know, I mean, if I'm getting stuff from Illinois, like from Not Your Father's Root Beer, shout out to them once again. Uh, you know, I'm sure the Midwest guys can get that somewhere. The Penn Pumpkin Rule. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking on. I guess it's an ale bill. Uh, Pennsylvania Brewing Company is who makes it. I guess. I'm just looking it up here on uh, like Beer Advocate and shit like that, and trying to get you some more information. Apparently, it's a six percent, and uh, it does well. So, um, you know, of the few pumpkin stuff that we that we do get in and push. Uh, obviously, Dogfish is always huge in this area, and then um, Trogues is a local brewery. They started something called a Hop Knife. It's like a Harvest uh, IPA, which sold a shit ton um, last year, too. Uh, Heave, did you get your hand on that at all, out that way? Do you get no, a lot of I've, Trogue stuff that way? No, I tried a lot of Trogue stuff when I was living in D.C., but I have uh, there's not a whole lot out here. No. Um, yeah, no. I know RV was really big into the Trogue stuff when he was down, I think he was down in Tennessee at the time, and I sent him like a, an entire case of the Nugget Nectar. He he was like going crazy for it out that way. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to to try the Nugget Nectar or the Mad Elf. Those are the two like kind of seasonal specialty beers that Trogues does that are just uh, big time. Uh, you know, people really die to get their hands on it. 
Yeah, you, uh, I, I had the Mad Elf when I was in D.C. It was very good. I've had the Nugget Nectar, though. You sent me, like, a six-pack of, like, uh, some of that Trove stuff and Nugget Nectar and all that stuff uh, a couple couple years ago. It was actually for that, uh, it was a bet we had. I think it was, you bet me that Chris Peterson would be the next Penn State coach, head coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and you sent me like a six pack sniffler. All of it. I was really impressed with all of it. I can't remember what all you sent me, but it was it was all really good beer. Yeah, I think I gave you their IPA. I think I gave you their Mad Elf and their Nugget Nectar, and there might have been another one on there. Uh, their Flying Mufalon, I think it was. That's yeah, another that specialty beer nice. that they did. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have a picture of it on my photo bucket. I'll have to check it out. But yeah, it was all really good stuff. Yeah, they do a really good job, though. Uh, I would say Trogues and um, Victory. Those two guys are by far the best two craft guys in this area for Pennsylvania and, and, you know, things like that. And if you're ever in the Pennsylvania area and in my way, stop down at my restaurant. You can have beer on the house. We can uh, talk Sim League or any other bullshit and, and enjoy a nice cold beer together. So uh, the uh, invitation is out to anyone in the the greater Pennsylvania area if you're here on business or whatever. I know there's a lot of flyers and movers and travelers. So, you know, my invitation extends to all including, uh, you know, well, now excluding Ian and, and some. So almost everybody the invitation is out to. Oh, man, Soup, do we have an update on the software? Are we dead? Uh, Eric's in shout now, so I'm asking him, but he doesn't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. So maybe what we'll do is uh, to, we'll bid adieu to the podcast a little early. We'll catch up on uh, everything off season and regular season on Saturday. Buster, I know I, I don't know if you're doing anything, Buster. I'll, I'll extend it out to Heaps too because we didn't get a full full podcast really in a, a complete one. But if you guys want to hop on Saturday and do the Power Hour podcast with us, you're more than welcome. Uh, the only requirements is uh, you like beer, which both you gentlemen do. You like to drink beer, which both you gentlemen do. And you don't mind making an ass of yourself on the podcast, which I don't think that would stop either one of you. So um, invitation to both of you and anyone else that's on the podcast uh, definitely uh, invites to come out, call in, and, and just have a good time with us as we uh, get drunk uh, live uh, live to the world. Um, I'm going to end the podcast with just shooting the shit around. Final words from everybody. Uh, last two cents. Um, we'll start it with Hebes. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, congratulations, GBG. Uh, peacock on. I totally get why you Peacock. I know no uh, problem with it. Your team's fucking phenomenal. Uh, there's really nothing to talk about besides how good you are, and you got to get those hundred po- 200 posts in per sim season to get your free it. RC, so uh, you know, much love, and don't don't take people's uh, shit too seriously. Uh, Canes, go ahead and uh, drop your final words. Uh, no, you know, hopefully uh, we can get this figured out soon. Whether we have to uh, resim it and just kind of Jerry rig it so he um, GBG wins again, even though we probably won't have to fix it too much. Just hope this gets fixed. Uh, other than that, fun podcast. We had some ups and downs in terms of. Uh, content just because stuff is going on um really happy that sugar sean is here and he's already being active it's always great to have new active gms in the league and i think sean's going to be great gm for the league despite the fact that he's an ohio state fan and uh you know other than that i think that's about it 
we I'm going to throw I'm going to give GBG the last uh, actually GBG I'm going to give it to you and then we're going to give Sean the last word uh before we close out. So go ahead GBG. Peacock on, man. <laughs> I'll just say um the season or the uh sim league's been great. It's been fun. I uh obviously have had a lot of success so far, but most of all, I'm going to enjoy it, you know, for years going forward. Hopefully we can keep everything going and keep all of our GMs around because all these, all the attrition lately kind of sucks. And, uh, Sean, um, this is usually where people throw shade or just talk about, uh, something random on their head, or you can just have some final words. Uh, you're the last one to fire off, man. Go ahead. Uh, no, I am just excited to be uh, here. I'm going to look forward to posting a lot to try to get those post numbers to uh, make sure I get the points and kind of figure out what I need to do with those. And uh, I see that I have some in the bank already, start making some bets with those and try to get things going with that uh, and look forward to trying to get this team together and overthrow GB. Wonderful. Well, uh, my final parting shots is to everyone listening to the podcast. Uh, as Keynes alluded to, we did have a little bit of ups and downs. I had to step away, so it wasn't the best podcast put forward. But we will do much better on Saturday, give you a, a, a better, uh, a funner podcast, less uh, bullshit, uh, more more sim league, more fun, more laughs. Um, I want to say big shout out to Sean. You're awesome, dude. Uh, hopping on the podcast first night out, putting up a, a logo and everything. Uh, that's that's really cool. Uh, looking forward to having you for a long time as part of this league. Uh, hopefully, Soup gets the shit worked out with Eric because uh, we don't want to move to 5.0 and we don't want to do another creation draft. Uh, outside of that, have a good night, everyone. Thank you for listening. On to the next. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.